Welcome back to The Few Football Every Week. Ryan Curley. Jackson Strickland. We are back. It's been a while. Um, college has kind of gotten the best of us recently, so we kind of took a hiatus from making episodes, but we're going to try to get back into the gist of things as smooth as possible and hopefully crank out once a week again. Obviously, that's in the title, so it's kind of the point, right? Um, it has been about a... A month now from the LSU beatdown. It's been about a week since. Um, Why well, has it been? No, it hasn't been a week yet since the Super Bowl. That was two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this has been a long week. <laughs> Yesterday, I, like at the end of Monday, I, I was like, "Wow, like I'm ready for this week to be over already." And it was Monday, and it's just been like it's not been a bad week. It's just been a long week already. So uh, that was me. Last week was just probably my most chaotic week uh just busy and just a lot of work and assignments and some field assignments so then this week's kind of more relaxed but it feels like there's a lot it feels like there's something i'm supposed to be doing you know yeah but uh this is we it. Can slip this, this is in. What, yeah this, this is, is what it we're this supposed is to be doing. our calling so yeah it's obviously we're not gonna get too deep into the whole national championship game um you all if you listen to this you watch the game you know obviously lsu it was a beatdown, as Jackson said. Uh, Joe Burrow, another performance, and that was for the ages, 493 and five touchdowns against a very good Clemson defense in an awesome moment. He also had a rushing touchdown, so that was six total touchdowns in the championship game. You know, not too much of a step down from his eight in the semifinal. Um, in my opinion, that, it's hard to say this, that may have been the greatest college football season by a player ever. If it's in the top three, if not the best, that was ridiculous what he did. I don't have the stats up right now, but it was more than five thousand yards and sixty something passing touchdowns and a few rushing touchdowns. Um, not having a single like his worst game was against Auburn, where he had three hundred something and one touchdown and a, like an interception. That was his worst game of the year. So, um, and then add that in awesome. with the fact that he's a transfer and like he wasn't yeah. there for four years. No. The coaching staff wasn't all there for four years. Like, Joe Brady had just come in. Yeah. He he had just come in uh, a year before and um, didn't even have spring practice that year, right? Or didn't come in until until late. The year before, he didn't get in until, like, right before the school year. So, yeah, like, he exactly. didn't get the whole the whole off season. Which him. is why his junior year was, was iffy. And then his um, – towards the end of that, and that game against UCF, the Peach Bowl, is when a couple people, a couple few people – said, you know what, this guy's got what it takes, like, early Heisman prediction, LSU's going to be okay next year, um, compete for the SEC, little do we know, like, they're going to go on and spank Georgia and, and sneak past Auburn and then beat Bama and then... Um, beat Texas. Beat Texas early on. Yeah, they they beat, uh, destroyed Florida, uh, destroyed as a stretch. They beat them pretty bad in the fourth quarter. Um, and then Oklahoma, know. like, yeah. just, oh, gosh, um... That was an awesome performance. Yeah, I, and then, obviously, like, Clemson, that wasn't a close game, you know? No. Uh, obviously, it started out kind of close, but it was all LSU starting in the second quarter. Which is kind of like the opposite of what I predicted. I was like, oh, well, Clemson's going to come in a little bit slow. They've only played one hard game this year against Ohio State. Um, maybe you can count Texas A&M, like, week one or two. Not one. Week two or three in the season, whenever that was so many months ago now. Um, but LSU had just been doing it just like crazy yeah. and it was they had so many accolades and records broken in the 2019 season and even just in the the two playoff games you know the semifinal and the national championship they broke so many records 
but one of them was that was really notable was the the four teams that started in the like uh week one AP poll, like they beat all of them by at least like fourteen points each. Oh, it was ridiculous. Like um, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like nobody's ever done anything close to that before. And so um I don't know, it was just Obviously, I haven't watched all 150 seasons of college football, um, but I would I would go ahead and say that that was one of the best. Um, yeah, and, and one of the best teams ever too. One LSU. of the best that teams awesome. and one of the I best wouldn't players. say they were the best team, but I, I like I like I would like putting Joe up there as maybe the best season for a player ever. Yeah. Um, well, and then you look back at like like I remember Minnesota when they were still on their like six and zero or seven and zero stretch. They were like. 110 years ago when you know in 1910 yeah. or 1909 when they went 15 and 0 or 12 yeah. and 0 and they were beating opponents like 98 to 0 and all this stuff but then you look into it and like two of them were high schools and like yeah. college football wasn't college football until you know it's not until you get into like the 70s when it started to really be yeah it wasn't even integrated back then and like that's no yeah no it was obviously a pretty big part of the sport um incredible performance uh Coach O, a guy you gotta love, he just inked in a big old contract. I think seven years. I don't know the exact number, but it's big, uh, the big price. Money. I don't know the exact. Uh, I don't know what the bag was that they threw at him, but and seven he's just, years. He's just meant to be there. Like the way he talks yeah. about the state of Louisiana. I will um, say, I think uh, next. You know, looking at next year, they're gonna get exposed a little bit. Um, oh yeah, neither one of us think that LSU is gonna get, like have any chance of a back to back. But I mean, like, if they were gonna make one run out at all, like, they they did it, <laughs> and they they did it wow. really well, that's and awesome. we're still gonna respect them even if they go nine and three next year. Like, yeah, and that's that's likely. Uh, that's a that's a likely record. Um, and then Clemson, you know, I think they'll bounce back pretty strong. Uh, obviously, they're you know they're losing some pieces, but ETN coming back's huge. Uh, Which I, I know I didn't put it anywhere, but I I kind of predicted that. Just because the running back class, like, into the draft is so loaded, so stacked. Which is part of the reason why I thought he was going to go. I, if it's me and I was, oh, man, I was really surprised. I, like, you you predicted, I was like, no, he's going. Because he would have been ranked in the top five for running backs. But that's so many. Next year, it's just going to be him and Chuba. People will arise. Najee's also in that mix. And Najee is probably going to be the first one off the board next year. So... I don't know. It, we'll see. We'll see. 2021 draft, first round off the board. If I had to pick right now, it'll be Najee Harris. That's so far away. It's I don't, far I don't away. Know, dude. I'm not making Mark that prediction. My words. Mark my words. That, that's, that's a likely. There's other running backs around the country that are going to rise up this year, too. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And we'll see that happen. Um, but, I mean, Zeus isn't graduating, so, you know, he'll just be a... <laughs> I don't even get the whole Zemir White Heisman, in the top Zeus 10 Heisman. of the Heisman odds. It's just ridiculous because... It's I'm, just not a I'm UGA cool, running dude. back. I'll take not. some. I'll take some clout for the dogs. Mm, I don't get that. We need all we can get. Um, yeah. So there, there's a uh, something we haven't really talked about in the last couple episodes. I guess we can kind of touch base on. Um, lots of coaching changes over the last m- couple months. Um, you know, the SEC West we talked about was is way different with, and if you've been keeping up with the our our social media. Obviously, we've updated you guys on everything, um, but some big names moving around: Mike Leach to Mississippi State, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, Sam Pittman to Arkansas. I feel something if I'm forgetting something. Yeah, those are the big three. Those are the big three for I mean, the for the SEC West, of course. I mean, then, there's uh, been other changes like LSU losing 
um, Dave yeah. Aranda and Joe Brady. Yeah. So. Especially after Joe Brady signed that big contract, and it was like, you know, you'll have to pay a crap ton of money and lose a crap ton of money if you go to another college football team. But if you go to the NFL, we'll be really lenient. And so he's like, okay, cool. And then, like, three days later, he's like, I'm going to go to the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> And dipped. And, and, so, uh, and, then and like, respect for him because, like, literally everyone called that. Until he signed the contract, and we're like, oh, okay, he might stay. I thought, and the then it was like, is, oh, okay, never mind, he's leaving. The reason I thought the contract was sketchy was because he was maintaining his position as passing game coordinator. Was he going to pay a passing game coordinator that money? Like, I thought he would have just been promoted to offensive coordinator. But, I mean, it, it worked the way they had it, so, like, I wouldn't have changed anything. Well, but now, obviously, they have to. Do they have replacements in there for him and Dave Aranda? I haven't looked into Well, I guess yet, there obviously. wouldn't be a replacement for him. It's just going to be the offensive coordinator yeah. is going to try to implement everything that he already just, was already He'll doing. have to go back into that, which he's, they got his – Yeah, if, if Joe Brady left his notebooks and yeah. all, of his, all of his uh his plans, then, you know, they're fine. One, they can put yeah. that in place with Miles Brennan, but – One of the biggest coaching movements that a lot of people predicted and ended up happening was Matt Rule going to the NFL um, right. from Baylor. A lot of people were thinking maybe – Maybe Dallas, um, but he ended up going to Carolina, which you know that makes sense. And Joe Brady's joining him as his OC, so that's that'll be interesting uh, to watch the Panthers next year, especially if you follow the NFL. Like, is Cam Newton going to be the quarterback next year? Not, no one really knows. So, I saw so many things like right when Joe Brady announced he was going to Carolina, they're like, "Whoa! If Carolina trades this and this and this pick in the draft, they can get the number one pick from the Bengals." And then they can get Joe Burrow, and they can just Joe Brady and Joe Burrow right back at it. And I was like, yeah, that's that's never going to happen in a uh, million years. A lot of number one picks have been traded in recent years, but I think the Bengals and the Bengals could be saying this is bait to to make the pick more valuable. But the they're they're standing still. I, I don't think they're going to trade their pick. Um, and obviously, Joe Burrow is 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 going to be the pick. I don't see it going any other way. Um, if you look at any mock draft right now, the top three is pretty much the same. Yeah. I, I haven't seen a, a difference in the top three. It has, and that's not like a way too early playoff prediction where it's like, oh, you can be bold and put hot takes like, like, like mock drafts. Like that's something that's, it's different every year, and like it's always gonna be a little bit unpredictable. But when you have players, uh, like Burrow, Chase Young, and Jeff Okuda, like you know that that's probably going to be your top yeah. three, especially based off need too so like mm-hmm. obviously like Cincinnati needs a quarterback Joe Burrow just kind of got handed into their laps you know and uh and he's already fit for NFL too I mean it's and he's perfect. an Ohio guy that'll be a hometown story so um Chase Young obviously in any other draft ever would go number one um probably but because he's graded as the best pass rusher in metrics since they started doing all those grading metrics, you know? Yeah, for pro f- football focus. At least the mm-hmm. best since Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. Um, but, yeah, so the draft will be interesting, and that'll be something we talk about a little bit more as we get closer to April. And, we'll and all have, that kind of goes down. We'll have mock drafts. Put yeah, out I'm really excited about that. We'll, we'll go for some of that stuff. That Obviously, that. like, we know, we kind of agree in that top three that we just we just stated with I, Burrow, Young, and Okuda, but... I can see... The biggest mix-up, I can see the li- the Lions have the third pick. I think it's very likely they trade down, and then that maybe not be Jeff Okuda. But um, one and two is pretty set in stone. I, the Redskins, just best available player if you're the Redskins, and that's going to end up being Chase Young. So um, the draft will be interesting. We'll definitely get into that more because um, this is a really – I think this is a really loaded draft. There's a lot of good players, and uh, 
I think it's a somewhat predictable draft too. The more I look at it, it just there's not as well, much. I mean, you're gonna many, say that, and then it's gonna be completely different. Yeah, right. I say yeah. yeah, I say that, but I look at it and I look. When you're and talking like, about like the lines, like if a couple teams start switching, then like everything yeah. is just like okay, well that's trash. What I'm saying is the needs of these teams are very clear right now, and um, the amount of players per position just kind of lines up really well with the needs and the draft order, and that I can see it being somewhat predictable. Quarterbacks will be interesting after the first two, um, or after Burrow, because I don't think two is guaranteed to be the second one off the board. But I, yeah, I don't. I'm really curious as to how Justin Herbert, Tua, Jake from. And Jordan, Jordan Love. And Jacob Eason's thrown in that mix, too. Eason, I think Eason Most will be... Most people have Eason going before Fromm. I think he'll be at the... Yeah, well... And then you have to take into account that Jalen Hurts is also... That's why Eason had to move halfway across... The, or all the way across the country. Anyways. And then didn't do quite as well. Yeah. Um, he had a better year than Fromm did. Not necessarily. Fromm had a really crappy year, but at the same time... I mean, time, but like, it's hard to say that Fromm's a better pro prospect than Eason, because he's just not. They're, they're both just kind of... We'll see what happens. The potential is way higher. They're going to end up in the XFL in four seasons, both of them on me. Just just saying. <laughs> I don't know if the XSL is going to last four years. <laughs> no, it'll it'll have to be shut down and then like reinvented in the next four years. Yeah, right. The um, AAF or whatever you call it lasted like three months. Oh, I wanted that one to last because wasn't there an Atlanta team? The Atlanta Legends. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be cool. I almost bought a t-shirt. I didn't tell you that. I almost but, did like, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cool. And yeah. it was just like cool colors. Like, like purple Legends? and gold. Yeah. Like, okay. And Aaron Murray purple was... And gold Aaron Murray. Cool too. Yeah. Aaron Murray was the quarterback. He was one of the quarterbacks. And uh, Matt Sims was one of the quarterbacks. So that was always interesting to follow. Um, we I think do have the XFL starting this weekend, actually. Yeah, Saturday. So um, that would be cool. Saturday, I'm definitely I think this game's Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So we'll we'll be watching those. We probably won't. Like, we might, like, mention it on the podcast, might <laughs> post once or twice, but, like, that's not going to be something we focus on. The NFL, like, like yes, we posted a couple things for the Super Bowl, but that's not going to be something we we focus on too much. Yeah. Uh, basketball, we might post, like, who wins the final, but for the most part, like, we're going to be college football, and there's... We're definitely much- branching out to NFL and, and high school, though, just because it all is merged, but... Yeah, it's but like as much as like y'all might get bored in the off season, like we know there's so much to talk about and so much happening. And I hope I mean there's drama today, and we'll, we'll hope, get to that. Yeah, I hope this is a great off season. Um, it already has been interesting, and with National Signing Day coming tomorrow, or as some of y'all are listening to this, that may have already happened. So you can fact check. <laughs> I don't know if we really have any hot takes, but I think we just we'll touch on it a little bit. Well, we're gonna have some pretty soon here. Um, but yeah, for sure. So we'll see how National Signing Day goes. Um, that'll be almost the end of uh, looking what teams will look like in the 2020 season. Um, we do expect Zach Evans to not sign with anybody tomorrow and probably not even put anything out on social media um, just because of how uh, how unpredictable he's been, his roller coaster. And a little teaser, we do have an article coming out in the next couple days about Zach Evans, if you want to ask who that is, or if you just heard his name a crap ton, because we definitely have. Um, Google him, man. Google him if you don't know who Zach Evans is. Yeah. You'll get a lot on the internet. He's a legendary running back that was at one time the number one pick in the nation, and no one really knows where he's going to end up. <laughs> so it's it's just one of those It was surprises. Georgia at one point, but that... That changed really fast. Um, so, anyways, I'll have an article out 
in the next couple of days, hopefully. Um, and I'll post on the Instagram. So just, you know, stay tuned in on there. Um, if you do want to, Ryan, you want to get into t- today's headline, I guess. The biggest headline of college football today. Yeah, uh, longtime Michigan State coach Mark D'Antoni. I mean, obviously he's been a good coach um, over the last several years. Uh, steps down, and that's it's fishy. We were talking about it before. Um, it's fishy because signing day is tomorrow. And signing day is, is Wednesday, February 5th, to establish that. Um, so, you know, with National Signing Day tomorrow, and obviously early National Signing Day kind of took over this year more than usual. But um, Well, I think that's going to be the case more so. Just when you start looking at teams, like even Michigan State, for example, like we just looked them up, they have seven – commits for next year's uh, that class are that are already enrolled they're taking classes right now they're practicing uh every week with the team and that helps not only the team as a whole but it helps that player try to position themselves to be a starter uh come fall instead of waiting till summer workouts or or even later so um it completely makes sense um why more players want to go to early signing day or early National Signing Day, however you want to put it. Um, but there's still excitement to happen tomorrow. We could have uh, some big flips. There's a couple names that have committed but not signed. Jordan Birch being one of those. Being um, the biggest one. Pro- yeah, the biggest one for sure. Broderick uh, Jones is the other five, I don't know, four star now. They took his fifth star. I don't and know it's just convenient to us that, you know, it's all SEC news too. Yes. With, with those players. I, I'm going to go ahead and say Jordan Birch is not going to sign with South Carolina. I think it'll be LSU um, or Georgia he, maybe. But I think he stays. Yeah. That's my prediction. I think Broderick Jones stays too. Can uh, we add this to our um, our predictions that we have in our bio? Because right now we're tied. I don't know if we if we mentioned oh, yeah. that too much, but we <laughs> do make season. predictions every every week. On the biggest games. On the biggest games. Sometimes it's it's seven games. Sometimes it's 20 um, but we actually ended up tying at the end of the season. Um, Which, he had a lead on me for the majority of the year, and then I caught up and gained well, a lead. Well, I started getting bold because I just didn't want to, like, beat you by three every single week by doing the same picks as you. Oh, whatever. No, I'm serious. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm either going to go up by six or I'm going to be tied with him or, you know, somewhere <laughs> in between. But, like, I didn't want to just, backfired. like... Well, I mean, it's fine. Like... I'd rather us be tied than you I would have cared so. more if we had, like, a prize for the winner, but we didn't establish that early on. So we can do that year, next season. Yeah, it's, like, 20 bucks. Something like or that. Or we just, you know, buy dinner or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're going to be living together next season, too. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Hopefully going to some games. We can start looking into... Because all the schedules are, like, just now being finalized and stuff for some schools. Um, and some of them have been in place for a while, but... Uh, but yeah, looking at some some different games we're going to go to. I know I want to go to Georgia at Bama week three. We already know we're going to that. Uh, Georgia, Florida. <laughs> I did want to go to that next year originally because it might be the last time, but then they re-signed with the stadium with the city of Jacksonville. Um, so that'll be there for the next like five or six years, which is nice. At least five or six years. It might be even more than that. Um but anyways, just some big games we want to go to. I don't know if Penn State wideout's going to happen next season. I almost just dropped my laptop from the ground, everybody. That was so. Uh, ooh, that was scary. Almost slid right off the table. Anyways. I punched mine trying to save yours. <laughs> Penn State wideout, I don't know if that'll happen next season. But if they're, if they're not doing so great, like if they're not like top 10 or something, which 
they very well could be. Um, tickets. Might oh, be Penn cheap. State whiteout. I thought you were talking about yeah. Justin Shorter for a second. I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Justin Shorter was the number one wide receiver a couple years ago. Oh, he just wide, transferred. Wide out. Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> no, white out. Like the game we've been saying we want to go to. Oh, yeah. Season. I've always wanted to go to that. Yeah, exactly. But Ohio if like, State? It's if Ohio ranked, State this year. If they're ranked top 10, though, like, it's going to be so expensive. It's going to no, be expensive either no, way. They're just nosebleed. Just, I mean, yeah, nosebleed, so you can see all the white. But anyways. No, nosebleed because it's just the point is just being there, you know? Well, yeah. And we're, we're caught in college. <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to, like, How are we going to get there? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to drive, obviously. But if you're going to spend that much money, like, getting up there and everything, um... I don't know. We, we have to do those. We definitely have our ways of finding someone to stay with, and so we'll. Uh, Dude, we'll I see. say that we try to find the way to get in as members of the media because apparently, if we just like say that we have a podcast, we can like get in in a way. Like, help us get more prominent, guys. Like, spread the word about the few. Because yeah, we need we to hit two hundred followers, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> we haven't hit two hundred followers, and it's been six months now. Maybe we'll uh, cover the game. You know. <laughs> I think that I don't know. I have a devious plan. I'm not gonna say it on here, but um, okay. Is it the Bama plan? No, 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 no. We're not speaking <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see if you actually fall back to with that. back to. <laughs> not gonna speak, but <laughs> no. Nope. All right, back to the big tangent that it, it came from the D'Antonio thing. The reason it's so controversial is because there's well, one, he's been there for 13 years. Two, it's the day yeah, before National Signing Day. And it's February. Like uh, They still have three commits that uh, verbally committed but did not sign, which means that they could flip tomorrow if they wanted to. Um, they could go somewhere else, which I looked at at least, I looked at one running back. He's a three-star running back. Um, he didn't really get any D1 offers. They were like Weber State or you know some small schools like that that I've never even heard of. Um, one guy did get an offer from Arkansas, um, and that was a crystal ball for a while that he might go there. Now that's Sam Pittman, so I would much rather play for Sam Pittman than sign tomorrow with a school that doesn't have a head coach. Because yeah. they didn't even announce anything today, did they? There's no like interim, maybe? No, they haven't. They so haven't. like, who do you sign to tomorrow if, if that's when you're signing? They got lucky. They, they, they have seven enrolled already. So they can't back out unless they're transferring, which I don't even know how you can transfer. You can't. It's too okay. late. Like they're well, you could transfer for the fall. That's, that's what I'm saying. You'd have saying. to file the paperwork like now, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's just a terrible situation that they have, and yes, it's because uh, likely because of allegations of just stuff that's happened at Michigan State in the past decade. I guess it's been the past decade. I don't even know all the numbers on that. Um, similar to. Uh, Baylor and how they dipped completely in being anywhere near good. Um, obviously, they're back to good now. They were the second best team in the Big Twelve. Um, so we'll see what happens with Michigan State, um, especially tomorrow. I want to see if they lose anybody. Not that they have too much to lose. They're not a great team to begin with, which is, yeah, yeah. partially why Michigan State's. Head coach is deciding to leave to spend more time with family. <laughs> Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, no, they were uh, on TV kind of, or maybe it was you comparing it to the Urban Meyer thing yeah, that last was year. Me. Yeah, okay, smart kid. Um, it's similar. Uh, obviously, obviously, it's not as big of a situation because it's, it's Michigan State and it's D'Antonio. But also, like the allegations were a lot bigger. 
than it was a, it was Zach serious. Smith. I don't even know exactly what the Michigan State allegations about, but um, I think it's with players. But it'll it'll wrong. all sort itself out over the next couple of weeks. We'll obviously update it, but yeah, I I imagine they would hire internally with an interim coach. Yeah, but also it's like, kind of late if to gonna, hire from the outside. If you were gonna like promote internally, like wouldn't you've had that today? That's what I'm saying. That's why it's weird. It's I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just a really weird situation. I didn't really think Michigan, Michigan State. State was gonna do much this year, to be honest. So. Oh no, I don't see them anywhere near the top twenty-five. I don't I'm gonna predict a losing season right now since they lost their quarterback and they just lost the their best coach in history. So you know that's that's a it's a tough one for Michigan State, but it'll it'll all get sorted out eventually. These things happens. The sanctions and the Allegations it happened to Penn State, it's happened to USC, it happened to Ohio State. It all gets sorted out. But yeah, that was the most interesting part of today, other than the Zach Evans carousel that keeps going round and round. Which um, we'll get that article soon. Um, I'm putting it out in the next couple of days. Back to recruiting for a little bit. In case you don't follow recruiting much, because it is harder to, fo- to follow than college football season itself, just since it's not on TV every Saturday and not everyone's talking about it, but it's really interesting to look into uh, how teams are recruiting, who they're picking up, where they're picking them up from and such. So in the last couple of weeks, in the last week or so, um, Georgia Bulldogs actually did move to the number one spot. According to 24-7. According to 24-7. Which Clemson is, is one on ESPN. Yeah, but who... Does anyone actually trust ESPN over 24-7? I don't. I trust 24-7. Yeah. That's, why I, that's why I have it pulled up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We both have the same page pulled up. Their, their rankings are just different. Um, so, so Georgia has 23 commits, with four of those being a five-star, which is insane. Um, Clemson has four five-stars. Clemson has five five-stars. Bama has four. Um, and then no one else has above three. Yeah. So, a couple, Oregon down at 12 with three of them. Yeah. That defense is going to be nasty next year, dude. Justin Flo and Kayvon Thibodeau. That's going to be wild. And they just got the, the the younger Sewell brother for the offensive line. That's going to be pretty good. Quarterback's the only question mark. Will it be Ashford, the freshman, or is it going to be someone else that steps up? I don't know. But, I mean, obviously you don't think they're going to be that great because you see them losing the Pac-12. Yeah. According to your way too early playoff prediction. I, I want you to dive in on that a little okay. bit. Okay. My way, um, <laughs> my way too early bold playoff prediction. Um, I have, you know, we have the same top two, Ohio State and Georgia, but, and then I think Clemson will slip in there again. I, I see, I like, I see a likely undefeated season again, if anything, a close one loss, not preventing them from being in the top four. Hot take. USC slips in. First Pac-12 since uh, Washington in, what, 2017, 2016? So that offense is going to be nasty next year. They got almost the whole offense returning, the whole wide receiver core. Keaton Slovis is really good, and I think he's a Heisman contender for sure. Um, I don't want to quite say that he's going to win the Heisman yet, but, I mean, he, he put up really good numbers in not a full season. You know, there were two games he didn't really play, and he still had 3,500 yards. So, um, and a good touchdown-interception ratio. So I think I think there's a lot of potential with that offense. I think the Pac-12 is really wide open next year with a big question mark at quarterback for Oregon. Um, but USC, yeah, they with, have to play Bama week one in Jerry World. Neutral site. Like, if they have to drop one game, who do you have them dropping to? 
because they play Bama, is they it play at, Oregon. Is it at Eugene when yeah, they play it's, Oregon? It's hosting. Is it's, it's hosting Bama, right? No, it's it's at Jerry World's New. Oh Society. right, right. That's what you were just saying. Um, and then you play at Oregon, and then you host Notre Dame to end the season. So there are three hardest games, at least in my opinion, and how it looks right now. Because Notre Dame, as they can always be counted as irrelevant. I think they take. No, I think they definitely win Notre Dame. Ian Book's come back senior year okay, too. They also lost like that their best offensive weapons. Yeah, so I don't know. They lost Komet and they lost um, the other guy. I can't remember his name, but they lost their two top uh, receivers. So your guy's name, Chase, Claypool, 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 Claypool yeah. and Komet. And they lost one of their backs and another wide receiver. Oh, they lost their three top targets. So that defense is going to be much improved, though. I will say their defense will be better next year. But the offense, eh. Ian Book, eh. Mm, you know. But, yeah, I think they more likely drop the Alabama game. I can see, like, an Oregon-type season where, you know, Oregon lost to Auburn and then all of a sudden they're really good. Obviously, Oregon screwed up eventually against, I think it was Arizona or Arizona State. So I just see this being... Remember when Bama and FSU went into week one and that was supposed to be the game of the year? And it's like, oh... Uh, was it Blackman or was it the other quarterback? It was Francois. Francois, yeah, Francois got Francois hurt. Got and Blackman hurt. came in. It's like, oh, Francois's hurt, and like that was the least exciting <laughs> game I've ever watched in my entire life. It was yeah, so that boring. was supposed to be. Florida so good. State was nowhere near like a Florida contender. State was supposed to be good that a year. contender for anything that year because James Blackman was terrible. One of my favorite college football players I've ever seen was uh, James Blackman, just getting the snot knocked out of him by. <laughs> Uh, who was it? Was it Dexter Lawrence? <laughs> he got rocked. Or Blackman Christian Williams. Is so skinny. Um, yeah, it just it just wasn't a good season, and that's how I see USC. Like, who played Bama Week One last year? Do you know? Duke. Oh right, that's right. Because they and actually Duke contended. Played kind of good against they them. They contended, for, but for then, what Duke was. But then the rest of the season was eh. Um, okay, but also USC is gonna be better than Duke was. Yeah, but so, I'm I'm mostly relating them back okay. to to Florida State. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but... <laughs> Shut up, don't talk I'm about I'm saying they're going to lose to Alabama, I already said okay, that, okay. So, and then they went out. I'm saying they don't, but anyways... Um, I'm not going to be saying this come August. So you said Texas wins the Big 12, right? Who do they lose to then in the in their season? Because if they won the Big the, 12... The Big 12 is going to cannibalize itself next year, and there will be no one... There will be two losses or more. So I can see... I don't know how it's going to work That's out. That's what I think is happening to the SEC West. I think the yeah. SEC West just kind of collapses. Because yeah, they all just beat each other. Because it's like no one's going to be extremely dominant in the SEC West. I just like, think I think the Big 12 gets left out of the playoff next year. Um, I think an SC, a second SEC or a second Big 10 is more likely than the I think Big Oklahoma goes back in no, um, as I number don't. three. Because and I don't <sighs> think they win their first playoff game because they still haven't won one. They're yeah, still owing whatever listen, in the listen. playoff and their past couple uh, big bowl games or whatever. Not big bowl games, but, like, the year six or, like, or maybe it's just playoff and then the – anyways. I think if you lose. think about it. But I think Florida goes in as a one loss to Georgia and probably a pretty close one loss. Okay, so this, this is my logic. Florida plays three games this year that aren't in Florida. Because they play at Florida State, that's in Florida. They play Georgia and Jacksonville, that's in Georgia. 
And those are their five that's away. That's what I meant. They're, it's in Florida. Those those are their five away games. Or those are their two. Which means they have seven home games. Yeah, and their other three are Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Vandy. And everyone's giving Tennessee like a little bit of hype, but like that's that's mm, that's the game they drop. If they if they drop one of those three, it's going to be at in Knoxville. Well, if one of those three, yes. Or Lane Kiffin, who knows what's going to go on. John Rice Pumley, dude, that. We're not really talking about them at all. That'll be fun to watch. Okay. Well, I'm talking about Florida's Florida's doing it, dude. Uh, LSU travels. Florida's offense isn't reloading. LSU travels through the swamp, and it's just there's just shut down. Florida might get two flips tomorrow on a defensive back and a safety, or a defensive end. I don't and care about Florida's safety. Defense. I don't. No. No. They're going to try to be what Georgia's defense was this year, okay. which was elite. But, dude, they're losing all their weapons almost on offense, and they lost their running back in Pete Ryan. So, um, yeah. I want to say – Do you want to make a formal bet no, as to who, do, who better does better, it. Florida or USC? Mm-hmm. I told you this was my way too early prediction, and it's definitely going to change. Well, this is going to be a way too early bet. Don't you no, I'm not going to commit to a way too early <laughs> I'm definitely going to change my mind. I'm just trying to be bold right now, dude. I'm not a Clemson hater for anyone that wants to go ahead and say that. Um, I just think that three years of an undefeated regular season, which is what Clemson would have to do this season, um, can't happen for any team. <laughs> like, even uh, like, it can if you play in the, in the ACC. It, it definitely can happen. ACC. Yeah. Not the AAC, your favorite conference in college football. Oh, dude, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, hey, I mean, guess who might be playing college football next year? Mackenzie Milton for UCF. That'll be interesting. I'm really excited about also, that. Also, Coach I just want to put that out there. But, dude, yes, I want Mackenzie. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want Mackenzie Milton back, dude. I he feel was like, one of my favorite players to watch. And he was a Heisman contender that year at one point. So... You know, will UCF be back? I don't know. It'd be how interesting. Do you, how do you put his Heisman odds versus, like, Miles Brennan and Bryce Young? Oh, if, if UCF is undefeated, I'd, I'd put McKenzie. If McKenzie Milton's the guy, like, he'll be above them. Well, if they're undefeated. But I'm saying, like, like start bench cut, Miles Brennan, Bryce Young, McKenzie Milton. McKenzie yeah. Milton is my start. I'd cut Miles Brennan. I can see that. Miles especially, Brennan. Especially when you look at next year and, like, losing Joe Brady – and losing some of their offensive weapons. Um, if you're not just looking at pure talent, if you're looking at, like, productivity for next season. Oh, if you're looking at pure talent, then you start Bryce Young. You know, but... Mackenzie Milton was just, like, that dude at UCF, and he obviously, like, destroyed I hope, his life. I hope he can come back and do exactly I didn't think that. he was going to play college. I didn't even, like, know that he was. there was a chance he was coming back and it just popped up, like, on my feed yeah. on Bleacher Report. I was like, what? So, anyways, back to our way too early, and for Ryan, way, way, way too early bold prediction. Wait, 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 wait. yeah. No, okay. I mean, I'll probably change my mind. But, we'll yeah, we'll that's put the another one out next week when he changes his mind. I am firm. This is actually what's going to happen, though. That's the thing. Like, I already, already watched next season. It's a good season to watch, dude. The worst part about next season, they don't have the 150 patch on the jerseys. I don't get why you're so infatuated with that patch. It's, like, it's cool, but it's not that cool. It was so nice. It Okay. But, like, it was just so Did chaotic. you see the post today? Like, did you look at the jerseys? Yeah, but the they jerseys are cool without it. You even commented, Purdue whiteout, hard eyes. Because of the... the I know. <laughs> we're going to do a best jersey post. And I almost didn't post uh, that, that one because, obviously, that. that's going to be top three yeah. with TCUs as well. TCU has some sick jerseys, always. With the red and the purple and the yeah. green. And also, the LSU 
white, purple, white was really sexy. One of my favorites was the simplicity of the Florida throwback. Me too, which, yeah. Which that just gets good. me back into oh, okay. why Florida's going to make... This, this gets this, me back this. into why Florida's going to make the playoffs. But anyway... They're not going to wear it again. <laughs> I don't think they're going to wear it again. No, they're not. Uh, there's no way they wear it two years in a row. I just hope that... The, God, oh, the Ohio State blackouts were nice. Oh, yeah, but God help us if Wisconsin wears their throwbacks again. I'm not going to oh, wash that pants. hand. Yeah. It's just so bad. You don't wear tan-colored pants like that, dude. That was the point, because it was supposed to be like a throwback to like the 20s or the 30s. Yeah, but like for some players, that's their skin color, and it just doesn't look good when it looks like, oh, they're, they're naked. It's like a girl in leggings sometimes. Like, hey, oh, wait, you have to double it looks look. like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, buddy. Anyways, um, I didn't like those throwbacks florida's i did georgia i wish we would switch it up with uniforms sometimes yeah um there's it's not that much to ask kirby we know you're the one shutting it down give us a blackout um give us an alternate give us a throwback Ooh, that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah um give us remember the silver lids we had ecf posted them today on a story when we played boise state in the opening game yeah those were the they call them like the Nike Pro jerseys yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and we like have that. a good opening game this year against Virginia. Yeah, in um, uh, the Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A thingy. Any Virginia. chance we're going to that? Nah, probably not. Isn't it like a Monday? Like I feel like that's not the Saturday game because they have like three games this year. Chick Fil A does. Um, in the it might be Sunday in Mercedes Benz or something like that. Anyways, um, um, Oklahoma, I see winning the Big Twelve. Uh, Spencer Rattler is pretty legit. Number one dual threat quarterback in his class. That was a weak quarterback class, dude. Y'all want to know the other number one quarterback? Uh, number one dual threat quarterbacks in the past couple classes. Tua, okay. you might you might know that name. Uh, Justin Fields, you might also know that name. Um, Bo Nix, which everyone that wants to call him Bo Picks, like just wait for his development in the offseason. Auburn. Spencer be Rattler is not cut the same as those guys. If if there's any reason Florida doesn't make the playoff. It's because Auburn does, and Florida's number five. <laughs> Auburn making it is more likely than Florida. That's what I'm saying. But I, I actually also take, think I actually like flirted with that idea. But the defense is losing a lot. You also flirted with Texas, which we just talked I about did, a little bit. But, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. They're gonna choke. They're just gonna choke. I don't. The I Big Twelve is gonna there. cannibalize itself. Oklahoma State's interesting. Oklahoma State is very interesting. Baylor is interesting. Oklahoma State has like 18 of their 22 yeah, starters dude. returning. That's insane. I don't know, dude. Um, now I'm starting to think Oklahoma State's going to win the Big 12. Above Texas. Texas starts the season um, playing USF, and then they play at LSU Week 2. That's why I was like, no, because that's one of their losses. They play Oklahoma, obviously, in Cotton Bowl Stadium. Then they end the season at Oklahoma State. This is Texas. Um, so, that yeah, that'll be a good season to watch for Oklahoma State. I know nobody really – I feel like a lot of people just don't watch the Big 12 and Pac-12. They'll watch Big 10, SEC, and Clemson. And I feel like that's just the most watched football. Um, well, the whole Pac-12, the time thing. Yeah, Pac-12, a lot of it's after dark. And most of the college football fans are in the south and in the east, so – it kind of is why that happens. Also, why Christian McCaffrey didn't win the Heisman in 2015. Just saying. I know I've said that multiple times. I, I very much believe that. Derrick Henry Derrick Henry is a monster, but Christian McCaffrey deserved that trophy. <sighs> okay. okay. Um, so that, that's most of uh, 
You were trying to do a way too early Heisman. Do you want to still do that today, or do you want to? Keaton Slovis, dude. If it's gonna be USC, Keaton Slovis is my. He's really my dark horse, but uh, which not so much was a dark horse because he's kind of in the top fifteen for odds. But uh, you know, he's not your typical name that gets thrown out there like Trevor and and Justin Fields. And even Jamie Newman's kind of climbed that. that obviously, ladder. I don't want to say Justin, but at the same time, I do want to say Justin. Here's the thing. Part of the reason why Justin Fields played so well last year was because J.K. Dobbins took so much pressure off of him, which let the passing game flow so freely. And Master Teague is not J.K. Dobbins because Master Teague is going to be the starting running back next year. Master Teague also like Master Teague is good, but J.K. Had, Dobbins is a monster. He had like a uh, an ankle monitor on him for the whole season, so that's. That's something that I don't think... I don't know if I got asked, Dude, but I never saw it. it was tape that just kept riding up the wrong way. It was ankle tape. They already confirmed that. Mm, they confirmed a lot of stuff. Anyways, um, I do okay. want to go back to our, our playoff okay. just for one moment. Um, so I have two and three at Georgia-Oklahoma. You have two and three at Georgia-Clemson. Which for you would be a better matchup if for some reason like the one seed wasn't Ohio State and the one seed picked the Peach Bowl? Uh, maybe like if the one seed's Clemson, mm-hmm. and they pick Peach Bowl, um, or I guess it wouldn't be Clemson because they're in this. No, I actually think whoever's one's gonna pick the Rose Bowl. Who doesn't want to play at the Rose Bowl? Okay. Anyways, what I'm saying, like if it's location based, it oh. might help. Okay. Um, would you rather see a rematch between Georgia Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl, or would you want to see Georgia and Clemson play in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta? Georgia Clemson. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't. The rematch it'd just be it wouldn't be the same thing because like almost all the, what was that the two thousand seventeen roster that roster it's almost gone for both teams so, it's not the same team. I couldn't even name a player that was on those rosters. Richard LeCount, Malik Herring for Georgia, um, CD Lynn no CD Lynn's gone, so, um. Yeah, I would rather watch Georgia Clemson. It's a matchup I've wanted to see now for a couple of years. Um, I had them playing. I'm pretty sure in in the way too early, or I guess not even way no, too early. Just uh, preseason. The, my preseason championship game was Clemson over Georgia. Yeah, and you know, Clemson made it. So I mean, that was some some right, but <laughs> sure, you get twenty five percent because they made it, but they didn't win. So yeah. Wait. Okay. What else? I had Oklahoma in there. So yeah, I had Washington. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, see, I got USC. We'll this is why I'm staying away from the Pac-12, dude. Washington sucks. <laughs> also, I like the touch with the throwback logos. I'm a big throwback logo guy. Of course, and the little the glow. I really like the um, Oklahoma one. Going back to the 150 patch, I know we. I keep. Oh my God. Well, I keep going back. I did not know that the post that I actually put up on the Instagram. <laughs> it's supposed to be a joke. <laughs> was the one with the 151 patch that I made. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone noticed that, but if you did, props to you. Um, but also you didn't comment on how clean it looks, so you suck. Um, but thank you for... The second one is too skinny. I know, but when it was fat, it, was, it looked curved. And I just oh. couldn't get it right. So I just kept cutting it, and I was like, you know what, it's done. It was just supposed to be a joke. It slanted. I was doing it when I was sitting with Gabby, and I just sent it to you. It was supposed to be a joke. But I forgot to delete it from my camera roll. And when I, I have, like... was the more recent picture. Yeah, I had, like, <laughs> multiple saves of this post because you just, like, keep adding stuff to it here and there and then, like, moving stuff around a little bit. And it was just the most recent one. So when I threw it up um, on the Instagram drafts yesterday and then posted it today, I just didn't even 
give it a second look yeah. until like an hour ago, right before we started recording this. So, um, if you did notice the 151, make a petition, get everyone in the world to sign it. That should be on jerseys next year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I, I do miss the 150 already. Um, and plus, the 2020 looked so clean on the playoff jerseys. Like, it just looked so good. And 2021 is just not going to look so great. Um, <laughs> it's it's not that deep. It is that deep. You what? you really think Slovis is going to win Heisman? USC is going to get number I four not, seed. I said he's my dark horse. No, he said he's, he's your way too early I prediction. I said I might as well put him if it's, I'm going to put USC it, in the playoffs. It says it right there, dude. It says it right there on your screen. You can't tell me. Okay, but I don't, I don't think that's too crazy to say that Keen Slovis could win the Heisman. It's going to suck when it gets down to, like, December and he's, like, the number one like in the Heisman rankings and everyone's like oh I've, I've never watched them play because you know Pac-12 football is at like 2 in the morning yeah. <laughs> like LSU like everybody watched them play this I just year. regardless of what USC actually does as a team I think he's going to put up a pretty pretty good stat line next year oh, and I, mean, I, I think that they'll that. win at least 9 games realistically but so um, I would put a couple quarterbacks before him not Trevor Pac-12? Lawrence Pac-12? No, no oh, okay. I'm talking about Heisman who? Go ahead and say it. I'd put Fields. Okay, um, yeah, we'd all put Fields. Jamie Newman, possibly Bo Nix. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say Sam Howell, but yeah, at the same time, I mean, I'm such a Sam Howell fan already. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's good. He's fun. He was like the second best freshman in football this year behind Derek Stingley. Uh, don't forget they almost beat Clemson. There was, was like another, a stacked defense, hold on. too. Well, who's the other? There was a. There was a Another defensive freshman player, Kayvon Thibodeau. I think you really mean good. I think you mean Nolan Smith. Kayvon, <laughs> the number one recruit of the. Okay. Kayvon Thibodeau was a monster. Nolan Smith. I hope he gets used next year, dude. I hope he. I, I hope he balls out. I hope that they keep doing the whole defensive line rotation because it's obviously working. Yeah, but, it, it worked for Georgia. Um, that's we're gonna leave it at that because. Just keep in your minds that Keaton Sloves is pretty good and that he's got... Oh, my other hot take. If I had to say right now the Bolitnikoff winner is going to be Michael Pittman Jr. for USC because he's going to be Keaton Sloves' number one target. Keep in mind, I'm really bipolar about my predictions and this is going to change soon. So that was just my way too early. Well, This should have been a way, way, way too early. That's what we should have titled the, the graphic. But it looks good the way it does. Um... The graphic is gorgeous, besides the fact that I put the, I, I put on the 151 in the, the playoff trophy. I'm sorry. Um, the other one was just without that. It just had our logo at the top. Um. Yeah. So, uh, if you stumbled upon this episode, thank you for listening. We're going to try to put more consistent content out there. And, obviously, uh, I know Jackson's working on a piece, but I'm going to try to start um, writing more. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll just take it slow and we'll see what happens. But definitely excited. Obviously, we're going to have a little bit to talk about next week because of National Signing Day being tomorrow. And I think within a week we'll get some more on the Michigan State situation. And that'll be interesting. Um, but obviously, keep up with the social media and that'll, that'll uh, you know, keep up with the social media. That's where we post updates and everything. So if you gotta, if you got to cry anytime soon and just because you miss college football, just. Just comment on one of our posts or DM us, and, and we'll talk college football with you. 
Um, I we, think we were trying to we'll find college start football. Some highlights and all. Yeah, for sure. We were trying to find college football on TV. Uh, well, I was. You didn't believe me. And then, of course, they were talking about National Signing Day for a couple minutes. And now they're playing 1994 Duke versus North Carolina. I'm getting a kick out basketball, of basketball, which not. is it's nice, but like we're also like staring at the screen while talking. Okay, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> um. While talking football, which is just that kind of like. It's it's just messing with my brain. So, anyways, I I want to thank y'all for coming on. If you listen to us for forty eight and a half minutes or forty nine, whatever we're going to be at, um, thank you. And we hope that you're not crying too much for this off season, and that uh, in just two hundred and seven short days, we'll have our first game of the season, which is actually uh, Notre Dame at Notre Dame versus Navy in Ireland. Um, should be a good matchup. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think it'll be yeah. cool. I definitely hate watching the triple option, but obviously I'll watch the game. So. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, we will catch you guys next week.